Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, and welcome back to Pop Culture on the Rocks. My name is Anna, and I'm here with Callan, and we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. This is really our first episode in 2021 that's just the two of us, so kind of back to the basics and starting out on a new year. You know, <laughs> it's been a rocky start here for a little while, but we're making it through. Rocky start, you know, you just pour some rocks in a drink and have at it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Way to put a positive spin on that. <laughs> Thank you. That was that was off the top of my head, so I apologize for that. That was a good one. <laughs> well, how have you been doing? I have been good. I've been trying to stay up to date on everything going on in the world, obviously, but also in the world of pop culture, as we like to do here. Yes. I have been watching some stuff, a few things I'll be talking about tonight mm -hmm. and I did want to say since we talked a lot um, towards the end of 2020 about what our kind of show model was going to be is I was going to give a little update that for now we're going to roll with our normal segments that we know and love and hopefully all of you do as well <laughs> and then one of us will be educating the other one as per usual and we won't be recapping a show right now since none of our really three trifecta shows <laughs> are on but but as soon as it's airing or if we do decide to watch something and recap it for y'all, we will. So yes. as per usual, we just like to go with the flow, do what we're feeling, have a loose kind of structure. But other than that, just do what we're, we're feeling. Yes, exactly. We're just trying different things out and seeing what we like, what everybody else likes. So please connect with us and let us know what you think. Connect with us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, and also email. And while you're at it, might as well just go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe if you like. <laughs> While you're just, you have your phone in your hand. Right. Go ahead and you do already it. have us on your mind. So just let us know what you want to hear, some things you maybe don't like, some things that you do like. So we just want to hear it all. Yes. Um, I know everybody plugs rating and reviewing and subscribing and all that jazz because it does help us as far as, you know, other people finding our podcast but it really helps us know how we're doing mm -hmm. and if you like what we're putting out because if you all are listening and you hate it all somebody's got to tell us <laughs> <laughs> somebody's got to break the news it's kind of like if you have a friend and they have food in their teeth or like <laughs> on their face yes you got to just suck it up and say i'm sorry but here's what's going on so same same as that yeah in the end it's for our own good and for everyone's good exactly <laughs> callan what are you sipping on well i am a little bit boring tonight <laughs> i apologize to everyone i am having wine again that's classy Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I am drinking out of this awesome wine glass that my friend Kelsey gave me a while back. Shout out to Kelsey because she is a listener of our show. And I don't really know why I blanked Kelsey, but I intended to mention her during our Amazing Race finale episode because she lives in New Orleans. And that was an entirely New Orleans themed episode. So <laughs> I'm sorry, you're getting your shout out now. <laughs> Better late than never. Exactly. Thank you for listening. But um, yeah, I'm just having a glass of Sauvignon Blanc once again. If I open a bottle, I've got to drink it over a course of a few days. Sure. You know? So I'm just finishing up my bottle of good old Sauvignon Blanc. There we go. Classy and classic. <laughs> oh, yes. What about you? Well, I have something different, something that I've never done before. Uh, so kind of my resolution... <laughs> Not really a resolution because I, I never follow through on those, but I wanted to do better with learning how to like make my own drinks. Yeah. However, no one in my household drinks <laughs> with me. So, right. you know, it takes me a while to get through and I only really drink maybe I drink once a week for this and maybe I would have another drink, you know, on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So it takes me a while to go through like any liquor that I have 
and especially if I were to buy any like mixer ingredients. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to find something that's kind of an alternative to mixer ingredients because I want to try different things and learn how to make different drinks. So I actually found this company called Craft Mix on Amazon. Ooh. They have very cute packaging. I actually got the variety pack. It comes with three packets for four different types of drinks and Basically, you pour in your one shot of liquor, you add two shots of sparkling or still water, you pour in their packet that they have, and then you just serve it over ice or frozen or however you want to do it. So it just makes it, like for me, it, I feel like it'll just make it so much easier because I won't have to buy so many separate ingredients or, you know, buy like a big mixer from a store and I may not like it and I don't want to waste it. So anyway, I feel like it's just a better, a better alternative for me. Yeah. So the first one I'm trying is the mango margarita. Mm. So of course, I put a shot of tequila to shots of distilled water because I don't have sparkling water and just poured it in and stirred it up put some ice in there on the rocks as we say mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's very tasty I mean of course it's not going to be as good as you know like fresh mango I'm not that dedicated to you know juice and mango or <laughs> whatever people do right I wish I was that kind of person unfortunately I am not I'm lazy so that's all right <laughs> That's a good alternative. Yeah, I think it's good, you know, especially if you don't have a lot of time. Maybe like me, you don't have a lot of people who drink with you. And so you need maybe smaller portions. Their packets are 25 calories if you are into that. It has low sugar as well, which for me personally, it's the beginning of the year. So of course, I'm trying to do better about all that stuff. So yeah, craft mix if you're interested. So far, so good. I've never heard of that, but... That seems like a great alternative. Like you said, you don't have to feel wasteful Mm -hmm. and you can still try different flavors. So I like that alternative. Yeah, I think it was only, I don't know. I got it on Amazon, like I said, and you get 12 packets and I think I paid maybe $10 for it. Oh, wow. So not bad at all, I don't think. You would never get a cocktail. (laughs) Right. That many cocktails for that price. True. Very true. What have you been watching recently? Well, I've been watching a few things and I have some different news slash comments that I feel just obligated to share. Okay. First piece, what people are talking about right now in Bachelor world, you know, I'm your Bachelor correspondent. Yes. Much appreciated. Yes. And, you know, since I I gave like three updates, I think, on Claire's Bachelorette partial season and then Tasha's last half of the season when yes. she came in and replaced Claire. So I just feel like I need to share that Claire and Dale have parted ways. <gasps> wow. <laughs> I know. Was that a shock for the community or were people kind of expecting that? Obviously, I don't know their personalities or anything like that. So I am a little shocked because I figured, you know, they were head over heels and engaged, right? Yes, they were engaged. And I, I apologize already for laughing. <laughs> I know it's a serious thing. Like, you never want to see an engagement called off. Like, you know, that's sad. I'm sure they're going through things. It is just funny because their little after the final rose thing, when they got engaged after 12 days of knowing each other in person, Mm -hmm. just as a reminder for everyone, (laughs) they were... Especially Claire. Claire was always more into it than Dale, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think that was part of the problem. In that After the Final Rose, you know, Chris Harrison asked, what's next? And Claire yelled out, babies. And Dale just looked uncomfortable and changed the subject. Oh, yeah. I think that was part of the issue. And so little things like that, even right after they got engaged that we saw, kind of made you think, Mm, there might be some problems, you know? Yeah. And I, I just said at that time, like, I am honestly just going to be embarrassed for them because of like how in love they were apparently and like how they both saying like we we knew from the moment we saw each other that was the one. Mm-hmm. And it was just very hyped up relationship for it to now be over 
in our eyes, we saw them get engaged in November. It is January, and they are broken up. Mm-hmm. And two months ago, they were the one for each yeah, other. Yeah, right. Now, to be fair, they got engaged like in the summer, late summer. So they have been together a little bit longer than like we have watched the relationship. But people have said they've been fighting a lot and their kind of lifestyles didn't really match up, which makes sense. I feel like that's always a challenge for people who find love on The Bachelor and live in different parts of the country and yeah. maybe want different things, you know? So, yeah, I mean, personally, I. I was surprised that they broke up this quickly. I am not surprised that they broke up, but I was hopeful just because of how much they hyped up their relationship, especially Claire. Yeah. I And I kind of feel like that is the general consensus amongst Bachelor Nation is no one is that surprised just because of all the circumstances around their relationship, but it caught us a little off guard. It was this fast. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> just had to share that piece of news. So if, you know, if anything happens, they get back together. I'll let you know. Well, I appreciate you uh, spilling the tea for us and mm-hmm. filling me in all of this because, you know, I'm just oblivious to all the Bachelor things. So I love it. I mean, I hate that for them. Obviously, that's a hard thing to go through, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we all love the drama. We do. And <laughs> now we are quickly into a new season of The Bachelor, starring Matt James. He is our Bachelor. Mm-hmm. We're a few episodes in. So as things develop, I'll give you a little bit of an update on Matt and what's been going on okay. this season. I would love that. Yes. Just to keep everyone abreast of <laughs> The Bachelor news. It's very important. <laughs> it is. It is. I wanted to say, probably like in an upcoming episode, if you still haven't watched it, I will educate you on Bridgerton. Because mm-hmm. I feel like people are still talking about that. Definitely over like the Christmas break. Oh, yeah. That was like all the rage. Yes. But I felt obligated. Uh-oh. To mention this in our favorite pop culture of 2020 episode, I said that I had just seen the first episode of Bridgerton and talked just, you know, like my first impressions of it. Now I have since finished the season. And when I edited that episode, I had to just laugh at myself (laughs) because of a comment that I made. And I felt like I needed to mention it here again. In our podcast episode, when I had just seen the first episode, I, you know, told you, well, it's a little different for a period piece like sure you know within the first like few minutes you see a butt there's a sex (laughs) scene like whatever but I followed that up with saying we're not talking like Game of Thrones or Outlander anything like that right well (laughs) oh (laughs) in episode five or six you're like in deep okay in this season <laughs> yeah I was surprised by what I saw if you've seen Bridgerton you know what I'm I'm talking about I've never seen Game of Thrones so I'm only going off its reputation okay I have seen Outlander I'm not gonna say it's to that level of graphic sexual content but I was really downplaying it in the first episode <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't know. So when I heard myself talking about that when I was editing, I was like, I'm going to leave this in even though I finished the series because this is really funny first impression because of what I have now seen. True. I just thought I had to correct myself that indeed it was a little more graphic than I mentioned in (laughs) that episode. Well, I do remember you said you were like, obviously, I've only seen the first episode, but Mm -hmm. this is my impression. So yeah, now you know. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe if you've watched Bridgerton and you heard me say that, you also got a laugh because you were like, oh, girl. (laughs) Just you wait. (laughs) Also, while I'm talking, (laughs) what I was going to say that I had watched recently, because I feel like I don't watch movies a lot. So like I need to mention it when I do. Yeah. Over the weekend, my roommates and I watched I Feel Pretty. Have you seen that? I have not. I didn't even really remember it being advertised, but it was released in theaters in 2018. It's an Amy Schumer movie, and I will preface this with saying I'm kind of neutral on Amy Schumer. Mm -hmm. I don't love her, don't hate her, really don't pay attention to her, to be honest. (laughs) You're right. Um, it's on Hulu, so if you have Hulu, you can watch it, and so we just decided to watch it, and it was 
overall better than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a lot cruder than it was. Mm -hmm. And I have seen the whole thing, so I can warn you appropriately this time. It was really (laughs) not that crude. Just, I guess I just have that, like, impression of her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In this movie, she's supposed to be, like, she has low self-esteem and she compares herself to, like, skinnier girls. And it's sad because, I mean, she's, like, an average American female Mm -hmm. weight. Obviously, that is the society we live in. True. So, it is relatable in that way. But um, something happens. She hits her head. And when she comes to, she sees herself in a completely different way. Like, when she looks in the mirror, she thinks she is, like, looks like a supermodel now. Yeah. Like, beautiful face, like, abs, great body, all that. We never see what she thinks she looks like. She just suddenly has all of this confidence and it's funny because like she'll go to her friends her two friends are Aidy Bryant and Busy Phillips like she hangs out with them and she's like guys it's me like I know you don't recognize me but it, it is me and they're like okay <laughs> and then Michelle Williams is in it as well I think they're all friends in real life so I'm sure that was fun well that's fun yeah it was a little bit extreme how confident she was and like the boldness that she now had which was kind of the humor aspect of the movie but it really did make me walk away thinking like what if I just like lived like fake it till you make it almost Mm -hmm. like what if I just believed that I am like so confident I'm beautiful like I've got it going on and like if I carried that attitude like I would start to believe it and just like be a more confident person and have like a higher self-esteem yeah so who knew an Amy Schumer movie would (laughs) inspire me a little bit but it did so yeah I think it's worth a watch if you have Hulu it had some really funny moments actually so I recommend checking it out yeah that sounds fun and just like a a good message and a good fun girly show to watch oh yeah easy watch like less than two hours so it's it's fun there's a little bit of a love interest of course you know right so it's fun well that sounds good I'll have to check it out now that I've covered every like genre of (laughs) tv or movies what have you been watching well i actually i have a news thing as well (laughs) which i feel like maybe we need to like rename this segment because i think the last few episodes we've had kind of like oh i found this out and it was so interesting yeah apparently we've become e-news or something Which I know there's so much celebrity news. So it's really, I feel like the news that we care about and hopefully other people would care about. Maybe that's a good segment name because yeah, like we don't want to take on the responsibility of being your like, yeah, that's a lot source. So I like that the news we care about. I like the news that. we care about and hopefully you will too right have you been watching the masked dancer not singer but dancer no I, I have seen advertisements for it and we've talked about it I like the masked singer mm-hmm. I don't know why that is that hard for anyone else to say I, I, you heard me I'm like <laughs> masked singer I have to like slow down to say it I don't know I guess it's just like that combination of words I feel like I really have to enunciate like masked yes normally (laughs) I'd be like masked like there's no k there right yeah but okay glad I'm not the only one but yeah I you know I like masked singer and I of course saw masked dancer advertise and yes i've wanted to check it out just simply out of curiosity so have you been watching it or no no i (laughs) i watched last season of the masked singer (laughs) right uh which i enjoyed and i haven't watched the current season just haven't had time to do it and i i saw the advertisements for masked dancer as well and i haven't started it either so there you have it but i saw online about someone who was unmasked on Mass Dancer, and it made me so excited. Ooh. Drum roll. The person, I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but this episode will come out like a little while after the episode, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> I'm really sorry for all the Masked Dancer fans out there listening. <laughs> yes, you can skip over this section. It won't hurt my feelings. Yes. Yes. So the most recent person as of recording this episode who was unmasked was Elizabeth Smart. What? 
it. Yes, I know. Oh my, talk about the last person I would ever expect <laughs> to be on that show. I know. I was just really shocked by that. So if you recognize Elizabeth Sparts' name but can't figure out why you know her name, she was the girl who was actually kidnapped when she was like 14 from her home in Utah. And honestly, her it made national news, of course. And her story like scared me to death because mm. I... I think I'm only like four years younger than her. So I was just like, it just scared me to death. And I was so thankful that she was thankfully found. But she's like a really great advocate for victims and survivors of abuse and kidnapping and just like everything that she's gone through. She's a great advocate for that. And she has her own charity organization and she's written several books. And I think she's married now with children, you know, just like living her life. And I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. And I think she posted about it on her Instagram. I now follow her on Instagram, of course. I guess they reached out to her to see if she wanted to do it. And she was like, no one will ever guess me. And Mm -mm. it sounds like one of the judges guessed her. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't, I don't know if there was maybe like a clue that maybe led to something Mm -hmm. that made them think of her. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. I'm just really intrigued to watch the show now because I'm like, I love her. I've always, she just seems like such a great person and she's just literally been through hell and back and Mm -hmm. she speaks loudly for what she believes in and speaks for people who are survivors who maybe can't speak for themselves right now. (sighs) So I just love her. So that made me really excited. Wow. Yes, I I respect her so much. When I was a kid, my biggest fear was being kidnapped. And Mm -hmm. I feel like when I talk to other people like around our age, that was like the thing that was ingrained in your mind was like Mm -hmm. being kidnapped. Yeah. I don't know if kids today are still worried about that. Maybe it's turned more into like internet kind of stuff. True. But her story is like ingrained in my memory because Mm -hmm. I feel like that story was such an example that people would talk about or use and like even things she did when she was in captivity to try to like leave messages for Mm -hmm. people to somehow track her down. I remember that all vividly and I'm amazed at what she has done since being rescued. I'm just very impressed with her and all she's done since then, but I never would have guessed that she would be on The Masked Dancer. Good for her. I know. I know. So I'm like even more motivated to watch the show now because I just want to see her dance. (laughs) I know. Well, my thing with the show has been, and of course I haven't watched it, so all I've seen are commercials. But, like, with Masked Singer, you have clues, but then you can also hear their voice. And, Mm -hmm. like, yes, the clues have helped me figure out people, but at the end of the day, I recognized Chris Daughtry's voice when he was on there. Right. I recognized Lil Wayne's voice Mm -hmm. when he went home first. So, (laughs) I don't understand how you can guess someone just based on the clues that are usually, like, they're trying to trick you with some stuff, and then you just watch them dance. Like, I'm not going to recognize your hip movement. (laughs) Yeah, unless you're Shakira, we're not going to be able to to figure (laughs) that out. (laughs) That's true. Maybe maybe those those hips would be recognizable. They don't lie, so. They don't. But... (laughs) So yeah, so I'm very interested to watch that. Yeah, I had the same thought too, where I'm like, how is anybody even going to know who these people are? But impressive. Right, yeah. I've only seen some of this past season of The Mass Singer, which I think is over now. Don't tell me spoilers because I'm going to watch at some point. But Brian Austin Green was one of the people that was revealed on an episode of The Mass Singer. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, he was kind of like a 90s heartthrob with Rob Lowe on uh, on 90210, right? Uh. Or Melrose Place. One of those. I'm sorry. <laughs> My mom and aunt can correct me when they listen. It was 90210. Rob Lowe would not subject himself to Melrose Place. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, he was on there, but everyone now might know him because he was married to Megan Fox and all that drama. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. They were on again, off again for many years, had kids, were married. Now she's with Machine Gun Kelly, apparently, who I only kind of know who that is. <laughs> but anyway, yes, he was on The Masked Singer and Robin Thick, mm-hmm. who is a judge on The Masked Singer, did not guess him and apparently they were like their neighbors and BFFs and wow. he was so upset that he did not recognize his best friend's voice. <laughs> 
<laughs> but all that to say, Brian Austin Green is a judge on The Masked Dancer. So they definitely oh. had him on The Masked Singer to be, you know, like a little Sure. Plug. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So which I thought was an interesting career move for him as well. While we're talking about this, can I just say, <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm taking this down a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, a lot of rabbit trails hey that's okay because i just thought brian austin green's initials are bag so okay (laughs) that's hilarious that i was thinking about that too (laughs) that's great oh my gosh bag as he is now known by us um yeah (laughs) by the way i just looked it up he was on 90210 that was my first instinct so there we go. But what I was going to say is, um, while we're talking about that senior, can we talk about how good Robin Thicke's agent is? Because this man had a bad reputation. And That's now true. he's wholesome judge on the mass singer. <laughs> and we only kind of reference his scandalous past when Ken Jong decides to make a joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, I had that thought too because whenever they announced he was one of the judges, I was like, oh, I would have Mm -hmm. never picked him for kind of like a family sort of friendly show. I mean, if anyone doesn't know, Robin Thicke was married to Paula Patton, did cheat on her according to public record. (laughs) That's what I'm going off of. Yeah. And then also, everyone's heard the song Blurred Lines at some point, which Mm -hmm. is just a a very... um, not good song you can read the lyrics if you don't know the content of the song but also wasn't there something involved with miley cyrus and i'm forgetting <laughs> yeah that was at like the mtv music awards or something and she i don't know if they were singing his song or if she was singing one of her songs or what but yeah she has on like a leotard and has like a foam finger and basically it looks like they're doing stuff Uh I guess (laughs) on stage which is very shocking for a lot of people and she was still pretty young at that point yeah I I think that was kind of her the beginning of you know wanting to reinvent herself post Mm -hmm. Hannah Montana right yeah so anyway he has a great um PR person great (laughs) agent because they have really helped him rebuild his his personal brand so shout out to that person that's true (laughs) somebody who is Doing a lot of work and probably doesn't get a lot of recognition. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to make this quick. <laughs> what I actually have been watching because I have not watched The Masked Singer or Dancer. <laughs> As I mentioned like way a long time ago, I started watching Australian Survivor with one of our friends, Ben, who is a very big, well, American Survivor fan. And now we've become Australian Survivor fans. So we watch it together. I know I did a, an education segment on the first Australian Survivor season that I watched. And then we wa- we just finished the second season. And then we have started the third season, which is called Champions versus Contenders. Mm-hmm. And it has been very enjoyable. I just really love Australian Survivor because I feel like they have all the good aspects of the American Survivor and leave out some of the stuff that I don't like. <laughs> Okay. Like, I'm the kind of person who I enjoy idols being utilized, but I definitely think it's something that can be overused. Mm -hmm. And in some seasons of American Survivor, I feel like there are too many idols. For example, so if anyone hasn't seen, I think it's Survivor Game Changers, then like skip over this 10 seconds. For example, when Suri goes home in Survivor Mm -hmm. Game Changers because literally she's the only person who doesn't have an advantage, that's a problem in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So that's just an example. But anyway, Australian Survivor, I've really enjoyed it. I love that the cast is very large. However, the episodes are really long and the show, they actually are there for like 53 days or 55 days rather than 39 like in America. So I feel like I know those people a lot deeper than maybe some people that are on the American seasons. Because sometimes people get like, you know, the quote purple edit where it's like, who are you? And you have one confessional, so you're probably going home tonight. (laughs) So anyway, I highly recommend watching Australian Survivor. And actually, 
This is kind of a tangent as well, so I apologize. We love it. A spoiler for Champions versus Contenders, not a game spoiler, but a spoiler as in who is on the season. Do you know that there's a previous American Survivor who was on Australian Survivor? Am I going to be unhappy about yes. who this is? <laughs> yeah, I think I do now. <laughs> yes. So Champions versus con- Contenders, it's, it's kind of like the concept of like David versus Goliath, where it's like... Goliath is considered people who are like the top of their career or something like that. So there are a lot of like uh, former athletes and like lawyers and there's an astrophysicist and stuff like that. Well, they also have Russell Hance on the Champions Tribe, which I'm a little confused (laughs) because I know that he is like apparently like a millionaire already with his oil business, but they don't reference that as him being a champion. They reference that he's a champion because he's played on American Survivor three times. But to me, I don't consider that a champion because he's never won. Uh Uh-huh. Just a spoiler yet again. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) They could pick a large group of people from the American Survivor that have played multiple times and never won and call them a champion. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess they wanted him there for, you know, I'm sure it's for the drama and for added shock factor or whatever. We're still watching the season, so I'm not going to give away any spoilers as to if he's gone home yet or if he's still in the game. But yeah. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) And I know there are are Russell Hans fans out there. Ben is one. Yeah. Yeah. So we we have people in our life who are. Yeah. Yeah. So like, whatever. This is a show. We can all have our opinions. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. But he's not the kind of villain I want to watch. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. like, oh, I love to hate him or, oh, he's so hilarious. Anything like that. It's just like, go away. On that kind of thing, when when they take things beyond the game and they're just messing with you, like your personal life or whatever, Mm -hmm. no thanks. Enough about Russell. Yes, he gets talked about more than he should be. So anyways, I just wanted to clue you in. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. But yeah, I, despite Russell being on the season, it has been a very enjoyable season. Again, the cast is so good. I will warn people there's not much diversity. So that's something Mm -hmm. that hopefully American Survivor will improve on and hopefully Australian Survivor will follow suit. And maybe the more current season are more diverse. You never know. I I have Mm -hmm. no idea what's coming up in the future. But yeah, the show is really good. The host is great. And the challenges are also really great. And I've personally just really loved learning like Aussie lingo. Yeah. I'm just preparing us for our future trip so we can find yourself a man and I'll understand what he's saying. (laughs) Yes. You can tell me what, if what he's telling me is good or bad. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, this I feel like this is a way longer segment than it usually is. <laughs> it oh really well. Is. There's a lot to catch up on. We had Jake on last week, so you know, yeah. we had to make up for some time. Well, speaking of wanting to travel, what is the reason <laughs> why we should be on the amazing race? I feel like Um, This is going to be a great reason why we should be on the race. And we've actually talked about it slash shown footage of it in our auditions. Mm -hmm. Anna and I should be on the amazing race because we have experienced real travel trauma. That's true. Aside from that, we've also learned what is important and what is not important (laughs) in that um, we have left our train tickets Mm. behind yeah. You have also talked about in one of the episodes when you and your family were in Germany, y'all had a train experience that was not the best. Yes. So right. We don't have a great track record right now <laughs> with um, trains, but we've learned. So when I was studying abroad and Anna was visiting me, a lot happened in that time period. It's true. I missed our flight, like we've talked about. We visited our love chatsworth yes so it's a great trip but a while back we talked about missing a flight and how we have gone through that once we finally got to where we were going um which was to the netherlands we were on our way to amsterdam for this like weekend tour thing that ended up being awesome Mm -hmm. but we had to fly 
into Eindhoven, which is like a smaller airport in the Netherlands. And then we had to take a train to Amsterdam. It was a great trip. And because of our, we were flying Ryanair, aka like <laughs> Spirit Air of. <laughs> yeah, like you could probably buy a meal at a restaurant that costs more than the plane tickets they have. And you kind of get what you pay for. But mm-hmm. you get there in one piece and that's all that matters <laughs> right um <laughs> so after our trip like we had to get back to the eindhoven airport because ryanair only goes out of small airports and we were on the train and we had our train tickets and we had last night's dinner in tow <laughs> okay we had some leftover like noodles from this asian place that was really good and so we planned like that'll be our lunch and so we almost we almost missed this train first of all we were jogging to the train and in that moment i said this is footage we need for our amazing race audition yes so i as we're <laughs> running to the train that is about to leave i pulled out my phone and started videoing like the back of anna with her backpack <laughs> And then when we got on the train, I we took like a little selfie video saying like, we made it on the train, yay. And then like we held up in Anna's hands, we have the noodles and we have the train tickets. It was like an omen because um, we talked in the video like, we still have our noodles, like we saved the noodles, whatever. <laughs> well, Anna, do you want to say what happened next? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was totally my fault. <laughs> So while we were on the train, I had put the tickets in like the seat back pocket in front of us, you know, thinking like, okay, it's in my line of sight. Once we leave, I'll just grab it. So I have it in my hand rather than trying to dig through my backpack. So we get off the train and the way that the train station works where we were, in order to get out of the train station, you have to scan your train ticket again. In order to get out, like the doors are locked, basically. So we get to that area because we, we, you know, we're at our stop and we're trying to get off. And I'm like, where are the tickets? (laughs) (laughs) Because we're literally stuck because it's like, well, I can't get out because I don't have a ticket to scan. And then I really can't get on the train again because I don't have a ticket to validate (laughs) me being on there. Because, you know, people go through and check your tickets and everything. So Mm. we're kind of like, okay, not really sure what to do. And was there like a lady that came and helped us or something? I think so. And I'm pretty sure we played the annoying card. We're stupid Americans. We're stupid Americans. I'm sorry. Like, listen to my Southern accent. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Like, (laughs) And thankfully, we had like, I think it was like our receipt from when we purchased the tickets, like from the machine. So we had proof of a purchase. Mm -hmm. We just didn't have the physical tickets saying (laughs) (laughs) whatever. So she had grace on us and let us come, come out of the train station and not be stuck there forever. But yeah, it was a very stressful situation. And I mean, I feel solely responsible for what happened. So I feel like for me personally, it was a good learning experience because hopefully something like that won't happen on the race. However, it's hard to have a perfect race. So if I were to ever make a mistake and it's solely my fault, I can refer back to that moment and be like, you know, we've been here before. Let's find a way out of it. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's something that we will remember forever. And I'm so glad that we have it on video. I guess I can share that video on our Instagram. (laughs) Just like commemorate (laughs) it. Because it is really funny because it was like, wow, they're innocent and don't know these tickets they're waving are about to be left in this pocket. It is ironic and hilarious and also a little bit painful. (laughs) Right. And the best part of it is we kept up with the noodles. We never lost the noodles. Yeah. Food <laughs> so. is more important than me than anything. So exactly. it's more evident. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I just think like it's learning moments like these that prepare us, make us better people for the race. Mm-hmm. And I feel confident that any important documents we will hold on to well. <laughs> Yes, like a passport (laughs) and clues. Right. Two very important things. Definitely. We need to practice with our fanny pack. Maybe we need some pop culture on the rocks branded (gasps) fanny packs. Oh my gosh, that would be so cute. 
let us know if you would purchase that piece of merch. I think that could that could do it. You can carry your little shot glasses in it, your little mini right. liquors, you know? Can yeah, you get a little mix in there. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, we just got all the ideas for merch. I love it. Well, transitioning, but still in the same vein of traveling, I wanted to talk to you today about the pack. Yay. Which... I forgot that I mentioned this a couple episodes ago that I had been watching the pack. So if you did not listen to that episode or you don't know what the pack is, it is on Amazon Prime to stream. And it's basically, like I said, it's a, you know, discount version of Amazing Grace. And if you don't have a human person to be your partner, you can get on the pack, which is a person and their dog. So very cute concept. I have two dogs myself, as people have probably heard. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's a very cute concept. Like I mentioned, Lindsay Vaughn is the host of the show. Uh, She's a Olympic athlete who did Winter Olympics and like skiing and everything. Uh, And she is apparently a very big dog lover. And so she brings her daughter, her her daughter. (laughs) I mean, it is her daughter, but (laughs) her fur daughter. Uh, Lindsay brings (laughs) along her fur daughter Lucy along the along the race trail, I guess you can call it. So there are 12 teams, dog and partner, human. And the winner of the race gets $500,000. Plus they get $250,000 to donate to their charity of choice. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then throughout the, the whole show, I think they're, I don't know, I think they're like 10 episodes maybe. Throughout the show, the production of the pack, so I, I assume Amazon, donates to animal charities at every country that they visit along the way. Wow. Yeah, I really liked that because at the end of every episode, they show usually where the money is going to. So if it's like an animal shelter or just doing something for animal conservation, then they'll they'll show that at the end and you get to see where they donated the money to. So that was really cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So at the beginning of the show, the two teams are split into teams two teams one is the green pack and one is the blue pack and their first challenge they have to find the fetch point is what it's called so uh you would have to do a task to find the location of the fetch point and then the fetch point would lead you to the pack challenge all these terms you got to figure them out so the first team to the pack challenge board it's almost like a detour in Amazing Race. So there are two options. And the first team to the pack challenge gets to choose which one they want to do. The The challenges are all like very different. Uh, just depending, I think they kind of, they kind of go along with the culture. So like there was one where the animals and their owners, obviously, were serving people food Maybe they tug on certain things to make a puzzle. And then they've also done more extreme things like zip lining and rappelling. Oh, wow. With a dog? Yes. So they emphasize a lot on the show how they prioritize safety for the dogs. So before they actually go on the pack race, they have a lot of training. So like they train about like scent work, like learning how to identify like, I think it's, um, it's like birch oil. Is that the word I'm looking for? So like they, they learn how to do that. They learn how to tug different aspects like that. And then they also do work on seeing if the dog is comfortable doing like, like that where they're in a harness. Like I think they actually zip line the first episode. So your, your human is actually zip lining and then they have a harness that your dog is in. And so they're zip lining with you. Same with the rappel. So they kind of, they say they do some training with that, like trying to learn the signals, like the dog is distressed and doesn't want to do this. And throughout the show, especially those kinds of a little more extreme challenges, um, the dog is not required to do it. So like with the rappelling, for example, if the dog doesn't feel comfortable doing it, then you can just hike down the mountain. And I assume it takes about this same amount of time considering. I don't know. Yeah. So they do the pack challenge and then the two teams get after they finish the challenge, they get a clue to find where the final, I don't remember the word, but you know, where the finish line is for that leg. 
And so the, the team that shows up last is obviously the loser for the leg. And the next day, everyone competes individually within that team. So for example, if the green team lost, then the next day, they would no longer be a team and everyone would be individual. So the last person to check in would be eliminated from the show. Isn't that kind of like the challenge? Yes, true. <laughs> Some of those seasons are like that. That's right. Uh-huh. So it was very interesting. I mean, they went to a few locations. Definitely not as, I feel like, as widespread as like The Amazing Race does. Because I feel like The Amazing Race tries to almost hit every continent besides you know, Antarctica, of course. (laughs) Right, right. They start in Los Angeles. They go to Mexico, Costa Rica, Austria, Italy, Switzerland, France, London, and then they end in Utah. So, you know, stay in with um, South America and Europe, which there's nothing wrong with that. I always like going to like Africa and Asia, which is always interesting. And Australia, of course. Yeah, it was fun seeing all that. One interesting note that I want to say is... I talked to Callan about this earlier, and I figured I'll probably do spoilers for this show, mainly because it's been out for a couple months. It premiered in November 2020, and if you don't want spoilers, then you can just skip and come back and listen to it again. (laughs) I would Mm -hmm. love to hear your opinions, because I do give my opinions, but I also will be saying spoilers, so just a warning for anyone who is interested in watching this show and doesn't want to know what's going to happen. So, spoilers starting now. What was interesting to me was that basically by, like, I don't know, the third or fourth episode, all of the smaller breed of dogs were gone, were eliminated. Oh, uh, they couldn't handle the... <laughs> they couldn't handle the heat. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting trend, I guess. But there was one episode where there was a little bit of drama. I think it was like the blue team had lost the team challenge and they were doing the individual challenge. And the person who comes in last place, his name is Josh. He gets in last place and they're like, well, you're actually not going home today. Someone has made a mistake and is now disqualified from the show. This guy named Daniel and his smaller dog named Alistair, he was eliminated. Daniel essentially made all these, you know, Alistair didn't do anything. (laughs) But um, Daniel did not follow the proper safety precautions. So like whenever, I think they were in a cab. And so he's in the back seat and all of the contestants are required to, I think you either have to like, basically have a harness for your dog inside the car or you put the dog in like a crate so that you know they're not being tossed around in the car well while he was in the car Daniel took out Alistair out of the kennel that he was in and so he was kind of roaming free in the car and then Daniel was like sticking his head out the window and was basically like Obviously didn't have a seatbelt on. So, you know, they try to emphasize safety and that was something that he made a mistake on. So they eliminated him for that. So that was very shocking to say the least. Yeah. (laughs) I was surprised by that. And also I was surprised that the show had some alliances. It kind of reminded me a little bit of this past season of The Amazing Race where there were a few people, like there were three teams, for example, who kind of had become friends and they wanted to help each other and then that alliance was mentioned on the show that episode and then one of the guys goes home at the end of the episode so I was like okay well enough of that so just some noteworthy teams I'll try to paint a picture for you to let you know just how great some of these teams are I will say I loved all the dogs on the show of course I'm a dog person and They all seemed like great dogs. Their owners, maybe not so much, but that's not their fault. (laughs) Yeah, they can't help that. (laughs) They can't, no. So kind of like a plot point throughout the show is that there's a love interest between the dogs and it is Snow and Derby. They're both like poodles. I assume they're, I think both of them might be golden doodles. I'm not really sure. But you know, just a little bit bigger, like a standard poodle. And both of them have part of their hair like groomed and dyed. So they're really cute and they just like have a cute little connection and so that's kind of like a storyline throughout it is that they're boyfriend and girlfriend Derby and Snow I love Derby particularly and also his owner is named Kentucky so they're Kentucky Derby oh that is (laughs) 
so cute. Yeah, I think that's clever. I don't know if his real name is actually Kentucky, but that's what he goes by. And so I'm fine with that. People are named all sorts of geographical things. So <laughs> That's true. You're right. I feel like that could be a cool name. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So they were both really fun. Another team that I enjoyed was Brian and Dixie. Brian is, you know, he's an older guy. And so he kind of has a plot point that he doesn't really fit in with a lot of the pack participants because they're younger. He lives in the country, so he doesn't really relate to some people who are from the city. But his dog, Dixie, is absolutely adorable. She wears like goggles and (laughs) (laughs) and she's basically like a hound. I don't, I should have looked up the breeds, but I didn't. But she barks a ton. So she's very vocal. Again, that's kind of a theme within the show because anytime they show the pack, you can hear Dixie in the background, (laughs) like agreeing and barking along. She's got a lot to say. Yes, she's very vocal. It's cute. And then probably my number one team would be Vanya and Jax. If you know me, my first dog I've ever got was named Jax. So I kind of shed it. I shed a tear there for a minute whenever they showed Jax. Oh, sweet Jax. Yes, he was precious. He was a Shizu. This dog is not a Shizu. <laughs> this Jax on the pack is actually a golden retriever, which golden retrievers are absolutely beautiful creatures. Oh, yes. Jax has a great personality and his owner, I think, also has a great personality. So anyway, those are a few of the teams. I'll mention some more as we go along. Okay, so once like the teams, you know, start dwindling down, they kind of get uneven And this is something I didn't really like, but like the teams got down to, it was like four versus two. So the two person team got to essentially steal someone from the team of four to make it three. Not really my favorite, just because it's like, okay, well, you're obviously going to take the person you think is the strongest. Yeah. But that's okay. And at the end of the team challenges, it ends up being... Uh, Lucy and Duchess, which is a sweet relationship. Duchess is an older dog. She's like a black lab. Kentucky and Derby are one team. And it ends up being just a strong team of them with Mark and Ace, who I have not talked about Mark and Ace yet. Uh, Mark drives me crazy. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So Mark is very present on the show. He has a lot of confessionals, I guess is what you would call them. And he comes across to me as kind of a know-it-all to where he will give information even when it's not asked or warranted, (laughs) which that's kind of a pet peeve of mine. So that's probably why he annoys me. Yeah, same. Other than that, I'm sure he's a great person, but he just, his personality just seems to annoy me. Maybe if I meet him in real life, he'll be a great person. We'd be best friends. So it ended up being those three teams versus Vanya and Jax and then Chelsea and Griffin. I feel like there's not anything super noteworthy with them. Um, Chelsea, she describes herself as very sporty and athletic. She's not very girly and her dog Griffin is so cute. So, you know, I always cheer for the underdogs. I love teams that are all females Their dogs are not females, but the humans are females. So that was fun to watch. Unfortunately, Chelsea goes home that episode. Then we get down to the final three, and that's when it becomes individual. So it's Mark, Kentucky, and Vanya are the final three. I should say Mark and Ace, Kentucky and Derby, and Vanya and Jax are the final three. I should include their teammates. I'm sorry. (laughs) The first part of it, they have an advantage challenge. Basically, there's like some digging involved and a puzzle. And Mark wins the challenge. So he gets to leave first. And then two minutes behind him is Vanya. And then three minutes behind her is Kentucky. Then they go on the last challenge to see who's going to win the entire thing. You know, there's some puzzles. They ride an ATV in Utah. So, of course, it's beautiful. The dogs do scent work to find puzzle pieces for the humans to put together. I will say it was a very anticlimactic finale. Kind of, almost kind of like the Amazing Race finale this year where it was kind of like, okay, is nothing going to change? Is the order not gonna change Mm -hmm. so it just seems very obvious like who's gonna win and that's basically what happened here so mark and ace win so he wins five hundred thousand dollars and he ends up donating the charity money portion uh, to Best Friends Animal Society which helps to end kill shelters around America so you know 
that was good. He has he has solid qualities. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm sorry the person that annoyed you won, though. <laughs> it's okay. You know... I'm sure it's just one of those small pet peeve things. I don't really think that's probably not a very common opinion. So people probably liked him. I don't know. But yeah, like I said, it was a, you know, it's a fun show. It's family friendly. If you like dogs, it's fun to watch. If you just like really have the travel bug like we do, it's just kind of nice to see some other places besides America sometimes. I will say just kind of the setup is kind of weird to where like they say it's unscripted and I don't think it is like pre-planned who's gonna win or anything but some of the times it's just like like the episodes were green team loses blue team loses green team loses blue team like it's back and forth and then the episodes were always oh my gosh it's so close it's gonna be a foot race to the finish which sometimes the edit can make you make it look like that and it doesn't actually but there will be like a wide shot where you see the two teams and they're like basically right next to each other which I guess that makes more exciting television but it's like really every challenge is gonna be like that that's (laughs) very unlikely I think yeah you know I don't want to speculate I looked a little bit online just to see if anyone else is kind of like Hmm. Kind of like me, like speculating, but I didn't really see anybody. However, I did learn some tea okay. that I do want to share. Some of the pack tea. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so pour yourself a glass, <laughs> a cup of tea on the rocks. <laughs> well, I mean, we have iced. We have iced Sweet tea in the tea. south. So yeah, that's 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 true. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh. So like I said, the show makes a very big deal about safety and they have people on on hand who are basically like dog handlers they kind of like know how to read dog behaviors and things like that to know like when they're distressed or something yeah and so that's like a very like pretty much every episode it talks about you know we train the dogs on this or the dog doesn't have to do this specific activity if they don't want to that kind of thing well hmm this is on several websites The specific article that I looked up was popculture.com. So love the name. But apparently there was leaked footage from the Costa Rica leg where they had to rappel down this mountain. And if I'm remembering correctly, that's the episode that Vanya and Jax ended up just hiking down the mountain because Jax was very like uncomfortable with that situation. Well, there's apparently the footage from Costa Rica of them rappelling and you can see a dog. They didn't say which one it was, so I'm not sure. They did say it was an older dog, so I have a feeling it's probably Duchess, who is mm-hmm. the black lab that has Lucy as her part or as her owner, partner, however you want to say it. So in the video, she looks very distressed and like she's trying to find her footing because basically, like I said, when they rappel, she's in a harness, so she's not being held up like she's not walking on anything so she's literally in like a harness so her body language looked like she was distressed and PETA put out a statement saying you know they were very unhappy with that decision and that the show was being irresponsible for making that dog uncomfortable and made them wonder like you know is there other circumstances of this and it's not seen in the footage on the show etc etc and then Amazon announced that they are not renewing the show for a second season. I did read on the article they said that an Amazon representative says it's not because of the footage or because of what PETA announced, but it is kind of convenient, I guess, because it's like, okay, you probably don't want any any extra, you know, stuff to, yeah, right. But also, I mean, international travel right now is at a standstill, So it's probably like, well, of all the content we want to come out with, we can't film anything right now anyway. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So I never heard, I never heard any of that just like in just random talk. So when I was researching the show to do this, I saw that and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't even hear about that, which it's understandable. I mean, you know. These people are professionals, so they need to know how to read animal behavior to know 
this animal is visibly distressed and we should stop and do whatever we're supposed to do. Yeah, that's the whole reason they're there. Yeah, right. You know who they needed? They needed that dog therapist from 12 Pops <laughs> of Christmas. Oh my gosh. Yes. Although she's now in GPS dog tracking necklaces. Startups. Who knows? <laughs> That's funny. If you're curious about what we're talking about, you can listen to our um, <laughs> What We Watched This Christmas episode, and Anna really raves about 12 Pups of Christmas on Hulu. Yes, definitely. Highly, highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I respect what PETA says. If you do not want to support the pack because of that, then that's totally understandable. I watched the pack before this announcement came out and I do recommend watching it if you're just looking for something very lighthearted and again like kind of family friendly you just want to see some sights whatever then I would recommend it. I didn't do any research to see if any of the contestants have commented on their experience so it's very possible that they have made reactions to that either positive or negative I don't know. I need to do the research on that but anyways I enjoyed it especially since I have dogs and can only imagine what my hoodlums would do if we were in that situation. So Flynn and Minnie would be having a field day. Can you imagine them repelling down? <sighs> oh my gosh. I feel like both of them would probably love it because they both just like getting outside and just like running crazy. But yeah, I could never... Oh my gosh. Yeah. They would be too, too hyper for their own good. A little too much energy. Wow. Well... I remember when it came out and it was advertised and I was curious mainly because I mean I also love dogs and I was curious just to see how similar it was to the amazing race mm -hmm. like yeah what the setup was like with running a race with a dog like that so this was very enlightening I may or may not watch it I like having just your your feedback on it and I feel like I know the dogs and I'm satisfied hey well good I'm glad I gave a good a good description yes Especially if it didn't get renewed. I don't know. Maybe they just decided it wasn't worth like all of the hassle as well. Yeah, probably so. It's always nice to know what's available on the streaming services because they're going to be there. Yeah. I mean, it'll be there, I'm assuming, forever. Right. <laughs> as long as Amazon <laughs> is around. Well, thank you very much for educating me and our audience on the pack. Of course. It was my pleasure. <laughs> well like we said way earlier in this episode please let us know any feedback that you have let us know if you've seen the pack or any of the other millions of shows that we talked about on this episode right please rate review subscribe tell your friends and family share it on your own social if you want we will be happy to share it back that's right thank you again for listening and until next time i'm callan i'm anna your journey has come to an end Thank you.